Hi, everybody. This is Anne Louise Gittleman. I'm your hostess with the mostess on the First Lady of Nutrition podcast. And today I have the First Lady of the Nectar of the Gods. She is none other than Cal Ori, who is an investigative journalist and author of a wonderful series entitled The Healing Powers Series. She's written about vinegar, she's written about olive oil, she's written about coffee, tea, essential oils, superfoods, and now she's written about honey. So welcome to my podcast, Cal Ori, and how are you today? Um, I, I'm good, as to be expected, and how are you? Are you good? Yes. <laughs> I'm good, but my question to you is that honey has has been known as the nectar of the gods it's mother nature's nectar of the gods to be exact and it's been praised as far as back as 5000 years ago so my question to you in light of the concerns that we have about bacteria and especially virus is honey as efficacious in today's day and age as it was 5000 years ago by the egyptians is it still good for you as an anti as an antiviral as an antibacterial antifungal Without a doubt, and people don't know this. They just think it's another sweetener, more natural than white sugar. But people, the average layperson, does not know what's really good in this. And you won't see this on a, a jar of honey, and hopefully you're getting it local. We can talk about that a little bit later for springtime allergies local. But it has antioxidants, the good stuff in superfoods like your fruits and vegetables, tons of antioxidants. I mean, you name it from the enzymes to the peptides to the polyphenols, all those good stuff that can make your uh, immune system healthier. Um, so it's the health-promoting nutrients in honey that it, that makes it that makes your immune system stronger that can help bolster it without a doubt and even better if you pair it with foods and tea so the question is and i've seen lots of honey in this day and age you know my teacher the uh queen of nutrition she to me was the queen of nutrition nutrition's uh, grand dame of, of health and healing hazel parcells was a big big believer of honey but she was very particular that the honey that you partook in daily should be local honey. Can you tell me why that might be the case based on your research? Why is local honey to be right. preferred it's the than any other honey? concept. Um, I live in Lake Tahoe and I remember I got the local honey. I went to a, a bee farmer. Is that what you call a bee farmer? Uh, the person that raises the bees. <laughs> well, it was, this is a while ago. This book has been timeless. It's done quite well. But this was a, a while ago, but I did go 50 miles. It's a 50-mile radius for to use local, local honey for the best health benefits. And I did get a lot of honey from him and met all of his bees and the queen bees. Um, but the theory is that local honey can help you fight springtime allergies and it's just healthier because it has the same pollen that you're surrounded by. Like, I get allergies in the spring and the fall where I live because there's lots of ragweed. And so evidently the the honey there has the same properties that I'm allergic to. So if I eat it, it's going to counteract it. And it's supposed to be better than if I get honey just over the shelf or, or from 
some faraway place. Not to say that honey from somewhere else is bad, and I definitely use both. But during spring and fall, you can bet I'm going to get the, the local honey, whether I go to the beekeeper or they have them on the side of the roads on the way to Reno and Carson City or even our, at our local health food store so people know they can get it. If they don't have beekeepers around them, they can get it at their local health food store for sure. So then, I've heard that for years myself about the importance of local honey to beat springtime and even autumn allergies. But there's a lot of interest these days on manuka honey. Why is the, I know you're going to say something about it because and I beat you to it, but you and I think along the same lines, which is why it's been my pleasure to endorse all your books. I've endorsed all of your books because I love the kind of work that you do. So tell tell my all listeners right. all about medical grade manuka honey. All right, there's good news and bad. News. I, I was working on an article last week on superbugs because of the coronavirus. I mean, it's not the only virus that's around, and you know we're going to have more. So we broaden it to superbugs. And I thought I'm going to call or email my good pal, uh, what's his name, <laughs> uh, Peter Mullen in New Zealand. He was a dear to me, and. In the Mass Market book on page 38, I have a wonderful interview with Dr. Peter Mullen, and he's in New Zealand, and, he, and from, uh, I can't pronounce it, W-A-I Cato University in New Zealand, and he was one of the pioneers behind Manuka Honey, and he actually got tons of it sent to me. It's very pricey. It can be yes. very strong honey, and they actually use this for that um Oh, what is it? People get it in nursing homes, even younger people. MRSA? Yeah, MRSA? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just looking for how do you, what is that? I know I wrote it in here, uh, but that's the uh, acronym, M, what MRSA, but it's like a staph infection that people get it in hospitals, or you could even get it at home. I had a friend on social media that got it. Um, but he said, and there's studies done to prove that it can work for that used topically. Can you believe that? It is so strong, and it comes in different Wow. But I'm trying to. So, so get to the topical. Years ago, when my father had some diabetic issues, um, which is a, a story in and of itself, and we had some diabetic sores to contend with, I made the... Um, the nursing home used manuka honey on his sores, and believe it or not, that was the only thing that healed the sores. So, in other words, manuka honey or other kinds of honey can also be used topically. So, what would be the conditions that they're that they're aimed to improve? Well, one of the questions. Um, well, anything. Well, home cures. You're ahead of me now. Just let me go back to the manuka factor. He actually coined the term UMF, unique manuka factor term, which is the antibacterial potency of a given honey. Um, and the professionals in the New Zealand hospital, um, they rate it of 10 or higher. So it's really, really strong. Um, he did say you could eat. He actually uh would use it on his gums for gingivitis and inflammation of the gums uh, topically. Um, but I don't think you can really eat manuka. Maybe I'm wrong, I, but it, I don't think you can eat it at the highest rate. 
meeting. I, I don't think I would do that because it is so strong and it is used in hospitals and not just in New Zealand, but in the United States as well. You could Google that for sure and find out more about it. But it is a pricey, effective honey that can be used for, you know, things like um, what we were talking about, the staph infection, which is really antibiotic resistant. It's hard to get it. I've never had it, but it's hard to get rid of it once you do get it. But you can't get rid of and it. And wound healing. And wound healing. Correct. Correct. It's very specific, very specific for wound healing. So what you buy in the health food store for a good $45 per container is not considered the highest grade medicinal manuka honey that is used in the New Zealand hospitals. Exactly. What well, we have here. Exactly. However, in the I have all these home cures where you can use. Well, you can actually. Here I go. Uh, the manuka honey. I have this. Um, I think about fifty home cures that I mentioned, or maybe thirty in this book. How many do I have now? Oh my God! I don't know where I get the energy. I know, honey. I'm just a little worker bee. Fifty. I gave you fifty home cures, and I'm looking at the back part of it at kind of a synopsis after I give all the home cure uses. And you do use manuka honey for burns. Um, it can soothe smarting and inflammation. So hypothetically, if I was out there cooking, yeah, right. Today, if I was out there cooking and I burned my hand. Um, I probably would use apple cider vinegar brags, but if I think I gave it to my brother, so yeah, why not? I would use honey on it. Just like my mom back in the 20th century when she burned her hand cooking, she used butter. I'm not sure why they used butter back in the day, but um, manuka honey for sure. Um, and I say that you can use cranberry, wildflower, acacia for colds and flus. Cold flus, I just say basic honey. Uh, cough, basic honey. I told you I had a tickle in my throat because of the allergies, and I took a little bit of honey before we got on air here. Um, I do that all the time. It really can make your voice more smooth and sexy. Um, <laughs> I'm seeing, yeah, right here, hoarseness, honey. It soothes a raspy voice. Um, so it is used topically. It's just, but it doesn't hurt to ingest it either. Um, yeah, and wounds right here, manuka honey. Um, actually, I even say to have it in a universal emergency kit because it can act as a cure-all aid. So it's extremely versatile. And again, the average lay person may not know how versatile honey is. They may think it's something you can put in your tea and maybe if you have a cough and that's it, but it does so much more. It does so much more, and and I'm so excited about honey because it seems to have enjoyed a resurgence. You know, what's old is new again and vice versa. So I'm thinking that there are other varieties of honey besides the manuka. So you've got darker honeys and lighter honeys. Is there any difference nutritionally between the two? They used I, to say Tupelo honey, for example, was very healthy back in the day. Is that still oh, true? Oh, I sent that. It was awesome. It was in such a beautiful jar. Uh, by Savannah Bee Honey. They're quite well known in Georgia. Um, I don't think I ever used it because it was so beautiful to look at. Um, honey can age quite well, but it does crystallize. I'm looking, I know, but I'm going to address your question. I'm not ignoring you um, because oh, I I've did got mention other 10, 10 of the 
most intense honeys. Hold on. Hold on with me because I know. Uh, here we go. The, I call it honey bridles. I have a whole section later on 30 of them. We could go over those, which I wanted to do. But these are the types that are, are, are really best if you, for healing purposes, okay, not just taste and flavor and other things. Mm-hmm. But uh, these are the darker honeys. Those are the healthiest from what I've been told and throughout all my research. Uh, acacia. That's a light white yellowish medicinal honey. Uh, nectar source black locust tree. Uh, blueberry is golden in color. That was awesome. I did taste that. Rich in antioxidants. Uh, buckwheat. Maybe you've heard of that. It's dark and rich. Mm. It's it's an acquired mm. taste. It's like dark chocolate. I, I love it. I love yeah, it. But, uh, it doesn't surprise me that you say that, but the average person, the average lay person may not love it right away. I did not strong. <laughs> it's dark and rich and high in antioxidants. And I'm sensing because you're a health fanatic like me, you may, you know, take a teaspoon. Oh, this is great because you know it's healthy too subconsciously and consciously. Yes. Goldenrod, amber golden medicinal. Um, a perennial with branches of golden flowers is the source. Hawaiian Christmas. Uh, comes from the Christmas berry mm. bush. It's rich, golden, high in antioxidants. It's a good question you asked me. I'm glad you asked me that. I forgot that I had this, and I put it at the beginning of the book, too. Manuka, it's dark, amber, orange, medicinal. comes from the Manuka bush. Um, Sitter, did I pronounce that correctly? S-I-D-R. It's super dark, amber, medicinal, and it comes from mm. that bitter tree. Raspberry, it's pale yellow, medicinal. Comes from American red raspberry shrub. There's two more. Sunflower, yellow, medicinal. It's an annual herb with daisy-like flowers. And then there's wildflower. It's one of my favorite honeys. And I was blessed. I received mm. honey on my doorstep every week. It was wonderful. Um, mm. Light golden medicinal variety of wildflowers, which I love. So those are the ones that have the most good-for-you antioxidants, which we all want. But it's not to say the other varietals aren't good for you. I'm looking at that jumping to um, chapter chapter 7. I have 30, and there's alfalfa, avocado, basswood, blackberry, Blueberry, which we said, black locust. Um, clover is the most common. Um, that little honeybee bear that we grew up with, and they are in the book. I didn't want to just use, you know, raw honey people. And I, I believe they do have some brands that, not brands, but what do you call that? Some varieties where they do have raw honey, which is better than. Uh, than the one that's in the bear. The, the, I'm almost positive they're the process. Right, right. So you, 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 so when you look for a honey on the label, and, you, and this was my next question, when you look for honey that you're buying, it's best to go to a health food store, a whole foods market type locale, and you're looking for raw, unprocessed, unheated. Does that make a tremendous difference in the terms yeah, of Yeah, it does. And even on the back cover of the book, it says that pure, raw, unprocessed honey is healthier. Um, sweetener than table sugar and high fructose, which is in that corn syrup. And like I said, it's chock full of antioxidants, minerals, and vitamins, and it only has 21 calories per teaspoon. Actually, at my Safeway, uh, there's a semi-local 
um, honey, honeybee people, the marshals. And there is this pure and raw, and they had sent me some of that. And that is at, uh, uh, you know, regular, regular supermarket. I do believe supermarkets are getting more progressive, um, having, uh, you know, health food sections um, bigger and more just to stay competitive with health food stores. Um, I know at Tahoe we have, and Whole Foods markets, I mean, for sure, a lot of people have those where they live, and they just put up a new one in, in this town. But I don't think it's that difficult, and you could always go online to get it. But you're right. You want to get the, the raw, the pure, the unprocessed, without a doubt. That's better for you. So, you know, your book is a, a, a wonderful, like all the books that you do in terms of your Healing Powers series. But what I found most exciting was the fact that honey is really a remedy for many contemporary issues, whether it's low libido or arthritic problems or problems with bacterial um, issues or antiviral issues that you need to look for. So... How would you suggest that honey be used on a daily basis? And can it be used by diabetics and those that have blood sugar considerations? That's a real long question, Mike. Well, of course. <laughs> what well, did you expect? Okay, so let's, let's break this down. Okay, we're going to break that down just a little bit. How would you consume it and how much? I don't know. Like I said, I wrote this a long time ago, but it's timeless for people who are still getting it everywhere from drugstores to, uh, got a tea room, gift, tea room gift shop up in Canada, um, a health resort, you name it. But it's been a while. Um, Obviously, I mean, it's low in calories, it's not high in fat, and it's not high in cholesterol or anything like that, but you don't want to eat tons and tons of it. I mean, it is a sugar. Um, I would say... I would say a tablespoon a day, and you could get it. I mean, you could drizzle it over, like I was saying earlier, you pair it with superfoods. You could drizzle it over um, maybe sweet and sour strawberries or whatever seasonal fruit you have. You can bake with it, but keep in mind you're going to lose some of the antioxidants. It would be better to use it in a frosting or a salad dressing um, so you're not cooking or baking it and you keep the antioxidants um you know, intact. Um, in tea, I, I don't, I love tea. I drink chamomile tea every day, every day. And um, I don't really sweeten it, but I know a lot of people do like to sweeten their tea. Or even coffee. Some people, I remember um, Shabika, uh, Gemma Shabika, dear friend, who has given me, and she shares recipes in this book, she's told me her husband used to put honey in his coffee. So it's really up to you how you want to use it to ingest it. Um, and again, it's much, it's, it's really, it's nature's sweetener. I mean, it's helpful because of the reasons I said. Um, but I'm not sure. Again, so, you everything in moderation. You don't want to over overdo. And diabetes. Yeah, um, it, it, it's a concentrated food. But can I tell you how I learned to first take honey? It was many years ago at the at the uh, feet of Dr. Parcells. 
We took two teaspoons of honey, of course it was the raw unprocessed, mixed it with two teaspoons of vinegar. We did a vinegar and honey mixture to balance pH and I learned to love it that way. So that's two teaspoons, three times a day is how much. That was about two tablespoons. And even that for me was a little on the sweet side. So I used to cut it down to one teaspoon of vinegar, one teaspoon of honey, and then I took a tablespoon a day as you suggested. I think in moderation it's just exceedingly healthful and because it's so concentrated, you don't need as much. So I think that honey is here to stay and I think people need to incorporate it as the best natural sweetener on the planet because don't you agree that it is the best natural sweetener on the planet in light of all of its nutritional values? I do, but in the Superfoods book, I have to say I did uh, give a whole chapter to maple syrup natural. Um, but if I had to, if I was stuck on a desert island and had to choose between the two, I would definitely take honey because of what we said earlier about having it in an emergency kit and because you could use it topically, I suppose you can maple syrup. But honey, you you get more use out of honey. You really, really do. Not to put down maple syrup. But, you know, I got a chapter out of maple syrup. Honey, no problem. A book, I could write another book on it. So I, I favor honey. You're right. Yeah, it is my favorite uh, sweetener. All in favor. Just looking how here. Um, so you also tell, you, you've written that, that honey can lower the risk of heart disease, cancer, and even help reduce body fat and unwanted weight. And it also increases I was just longevity. Is that being... I was just looking how, so, how would you expand? Yeah, how does it? Would you expand a little bit? Sure. It's been proven that honey provides instant energy boost, so you're more apt to get a move on and burn more calories the way the athletes do. Um, I wanna. Uh, I won't lie and say when I was a competitive swimmer as a kid, uh, we would always eat something sweet before a swim meet, but. I could always say we did honey, but we did not. I hope I didn't put that in the book. I don't know if I did or not. You know, when you're a writer, you, you get to kind of, I don't know, I have a wild imagination. How how do you say when you embellish a story a bit? But um, You use literary license. You have literary yeah, license. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. But I'm sure today for the kids that do the competitive swimming that their parents, if they give them a teaspoon of honey rather than some sugary treat that has a bunch of junk in it, it would be a lot more helpful and they would still get that burst of energy which you need when you have to swim fast. Um, and it can yes. burn fat and I do um, interview so many people in this book. It's just not all me. I bring in a lot of high profile experts with PhDs, MDs, RDs, you name it. But two authors of the hibernation diet, um, they believe that fueling up your liver before bed with one or two tablespoons of honey will optimize that burning potential. Um, and they actually have hmm. that in the book, and I note it. Uh, during sleep, our body uses fat for energy during rest and recovery. For, so for this to occur, our liver must be adequately stocked with fuel reserves to get through to uh, the eight-hour fast. Um, also, it cuts down on uh, sweet cravings. I, I swear, you know, I used to have a sweet tooth, and I'm, I feel blessed that I don't anymore. It's amazing how our bodies change. Um, yes. But if you're really craving, you know, when I was younger, I would, I've, I've usually maintained my weight and I'm little, but 
if you're really craving something unhealthy, like a piece of cake that has, you know, if it's not homemade, it probably has a lot of, not. it's not great. It's not nutrient dense. But if you're really craving something sweet like that or a bunch of cookies that are not homemade, uh, where, where you know what's going into it, if you take a teaspoon of honey and, you know, ingest it straight or put it in tea or lemonade, um, homemade, it's going to quell those sweet cravings, and I think that's another way where you can lose weight. You're going to get, get the energy where you may go get, you know, whatever you do to exercise, and you won't want to overindulge in something that you know that's not really that healthy. Now, there are a lot of other healthy bee products, and I don't want to take us away from the sweet topic of honey, but there's a lot of talk these days about propolis. Does that have some of the qualities of honey, or is it a whole different That's animal, so a really serious bee people. I, I have to admit, I think she was from the UK, and they sent me a lot of the royal jelly and the propolis and one other one that's really, I can't think of it right now. I never... I never tasted it. I was scared. <laughs> but it is really, I mean, studies show that it's healing. I mean, it's getting the really intense stuff. It's like the caviar of honey. And I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of... Um, I'm fussy to try new things. I kind of, I probably should have because what you're saying, those, you know, those bee products are amazing. And if you're looking for healing benefits, that's where you want to go. They are pricey again. You can't get them online without a doubt. You can get them at your health food store. I don't think you would find them at a uh, supermarket. Out of curiosity, have you tried them? Yeah? Have I tried what? Have you tried those? The ones you're mentioning? Yes, 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 yes. The special green propolis from uh, Brazil. They have anti-radiation properties. They're protective against radiation. Right, so yes, right. I have. And royal jelly, very high in panathenic acid, good for the adrenals. So I'm very familiar with all of that. But I, but I truly believe that all of these bee products have a real good place in today's diet. And for those individuals that are interested in longevity, health, and healing, reducing the probability of some of our more degenerative diseases, that they that honey should be put back on the table. But it must be pure and raw and unprocessed because it's so much healthier than table sugar and high fructose corn syrup, without a doubt. So honey is here to stay. But you told me offline that you're going to make an offer to one of our lucky listeners. How can we give one of your great books away to one of our lucky listeners? What would that offer be? Um, have someone, do they, you'll give your email um, or my email or your email. Do you want me to give my email or, your, or are you going to give your No, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what I think we should do. We're going to be posting we're going to be posting the podcast on my website. So what what would you like them to do? Would you like somebody to, to write how much information they gleaned from your interview and what they learned from you and why they think they yeah, deserve the a most human color creative, honey? Uh, the most creative I love response that. That, uh, that was interesting to them that you and I spoke about honey. The most creative response. Um, I'll send out a copy to two of them. Um, I have so many books around okay. me. One of Superfoods, The Healing Powers of Superfoods. It has 32 color photos. It's awesome, and it does have the chapter on maple syrup, which which could find 
and to read, and also the healing powers of essential oils that just came out two months ago. And what's interesting, you can use honey uh, as a carrier oil with an essential oil, and that's fascinating. And so honey, there's mm. recipes in the essential oils book that include honey, and there's 32 color photos in that too. So I'll send one of each to the most creative responses of what they found most interesting about um, what uh, we spoke about. And if they have a new book idea, <laughs> a new book idea, the healing you post that too, because to post that too and that'll be counted so so again what we're going to what, what cal has so graciously offered is that she's going to be giving away one of each of her books which is the healing powers of honey and one on essential oils to two individuals who post at the bottom of the posting of this podcast which is on my website annlouise.com under listen anybody that posts the most creative the person that posts the most creative a comment in terms of what they learned from this podcast will be gifted with something very special and then I'll get in touch with them if they if they're so kind and they put their email directly on there or get to me directly with Ann Louise at AnnLouise.com so then I'll get in touch with you that's how we'll handle it I think that is a wonderful offer and very generous and very creative of you so as we wrap things up what do you think people need to know what are the three most important things that people need to know about honey in the 21st century um, use honey as your number one sweetener. Put honey uh, in a container and put it inside your um, emergency first aid kit because it is a cure-all, as I said, for so many uh, chronic ailments, pesky ailments from headache to low libido, like Ann said, and also that you can use it topically. And third, um, Use it to keep the weight off. You know, we'll live longer and stay healthier and be happier um, if we keep that unwanted winter weight off or all year round. Um, and I explained earlier how it can help you stay lean. Lovely. So I want to thank you so much, Cal Ori, for introducing us once again to Mother Nature's Nectar of the Gods and just post something very creative so you too will be able to enjoy the benefits of honey visually and internally. So I'm going to say goodbye for now. This is Anne Louise Gittleman saying thank you for listening. See you next time.